What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fancy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Today, uh, it's about 10.30 a.m. Central Time here on Saturday morning. We're going to go over my favorite player prop bets for Week 13. We're using DraftKings Sportsbook here, so if you guys want to follow along, uh, that's where I'm pulling all my numbers from. And then uh, at the end of the show, I mean, I, I guess before the show, I already imported a bunch of my favorite props. Um, and I'm going to basically end up picking five props. I might even add a little bit more. I kind of like some of the props this week, but I do list a ton of props to consider. So check out that. There's a link in the description below if you want to check out this. Uh, and then I do list uh, all of my my weekly, you know, my top five bets here. So on the season, we're hovering just above 50%. We need to get a little bit better uh, this weekend. And I do think we have a chance to do so. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to cover each game. I'm uh, My favorite props are the touchdown props. I, I just, I love uh, picking some of the, the, the touchdowns there, but we'll look at each game and kind of go through it and break it down for you guys. So we're going to start here with the Tennessee Titans and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you have the Eagles picked to win by four and a half, 44 total implied in this one. Uh, let me hit refresh on this, try to get rid of this black box. Um, here we go. Uh, and then as far as the favorite touchdown bets in this one, you have Derrick Henry, of course, uh, sitting at minus one. Uh, hold on. It just glitched on me. Derrick Henry at minus 140 in this game seems pretty good. Uh, we know the Eagles are not great at shutting down the run. Uh, we saw Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both score last week. Jones caught his touchdown. Dillon ran his touchdown in. So I think you have to consider Derrick Henry at minus 140. I know it's – it's it's uh, say say your unit's 20, you're going to end up winning about 14-28. So almost a little over uh, 50% their return. So I like Derrick Henry a lot. And he's probably the only guy that I'm going to be comfortable betting on the Tennessee side. Uh, on the Eagles side, of course, Jalen Hurts, always a threat to rush for a touchdown. Miles Sanders has been scoring a lot of touchdowns. Uh, let me look at the fantasy uh, points allowed here. I just want to see how many touchdowns have the Titans allowed. They're, they're kind of stingy. They rank seventh here. They've only allowed two rushing touchdowns all year and three receiving touchdowns. So the way to beat them is uh, with running backs through the air. So I don't know if that means Miles Sanders is in for a great day. Uh, and then you do see the Eagles here have allowed 10 rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns to back. So that pushes me closer to Derrick Henry. Uh, it's an A.J. Brown revenge game. Uh, being traded away from Tennessee. Now he's on Philadelphia. I think A.J. Brown at plus 120 is pretty fun. Um, <clears throat> but if you're Tennessee, you do not want A.J. Brown to score. So I do think uh, the back door here might be A.J. or Devonta Smith. And I've kind of figured something out. Like if, if you are seeing two receivers on the same team and they're both plus odds, say you put, you know, one unit, I'm just going to call one unit 20 bucks and we'll put another unit on Devonta. You, you take A.J. Brown to score a single, uh, single bet and if that hits, he's going to pay out $44. If you take Devonta to score with that on a single bet and he hits, that's going to pay out 52. So essentially you're betting that AJ Brown or Devonta Smith will score. If it's only AJ Brown, you still profit. It's only $4, but you still profit. Uh, and if AJ or Devonta Smith hits, you profit a little bit more. And if both hit, you profit big time. So I kind of like the back door there of both receivers uh, in this one. Traylon Burks, maybe he actually catches a touchdown in this one. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at for the touchdowns. Let's look at the, the passing props in this. Uh, you have Jalen Hurts and Tannehill both at one and a half here. Everyone's taking the under on this one, so I kind of agree with that. Uh, if I were to take one, I probably would go with the Jalen Hurts over. Uh, that one does excite me. Probably the Ryan Tannehill one's an easy one, under one and a half. People are smashing that at minus 285. Uh, the passing yards, I don't know if I feel great about either one of these. The Titans allow a lot of passing yards, so I think that's uh, that's a good one for Hurts. Interceptions, let's see here. 
Um, they're, they're saying Tannehill's going to throw an interception, and I kind of don't mind that. So the Eagles have been pretty good with the secondary. So maybe that one interests you. Uh, but otherwise, nothing really excites me about the passing in this one. Uh, the rushing props here, you have Derrick Henry just at 83.5. That seems kind of low. People are liking it, though, at minus 120, so that does seem to play. Uh, again, the Eagles not very good against stopping the run. You have Hurts at 48 and a half uh, after last week's game against the Packers. I don't know if he's going to do that again, but I can see him going over here. Sanders, people are taking the under on. Again, we mentioned the Titans are pretty stout against the run. Uh, Tannehill game, well, I'm not sure I'm interested in that. Uh, the receiving yards, actually, so I'm going to start getting into the habit of before you look at the receiving yards, let's look at the receptions because the receptions kind of tell us a story. And right now you have people smashing the over on Devonta Smith, four and a half here. So uh, with, with that being said, when I see this, when I see a minus 150 for Devonta Smith receptions, I'm going to go look at his yards because if he gets, people are assuming he's going to get his over. So that's a minimum five receptions. Five catches for 60 yards seems about right. So I think Devonta at 59 and a half feels pretty good. Uh, you also have people, people are liking Hilliard. I don't know if I love that. People are like, this is the easy one. Smash the over on Traylon Burks, three and a half. He's at minus 145 here. Uh, and he's only at 46 and a half yards. So if he gets his four receptions, he's probably going to be well over that. So I think that's how I read these. Uh, otherwise, A.J. Brown, people are saying under. People are saying under on Hooper, under on Derrick Henry, under on Westbrook Aquino, whatever. Um, so I think that's the play. Devonta Smith and Traylon Burks look like the best ones. Uh, I like their overs both on the receptions, and I like their overs both on the yards. Again, Devonta just at about 59 and a half. He's been playing really, really well. And as long as Dallas Goddard's out, Devonta Smith's going to continue to be uh, very useful for us. They're saying the over on A.J. Brown, 76 and a half, which is interesting. Uh, people are taking – so he's basically going to get five catches for 76 and a half yards, they're saying. That seems to be a fair game there. Uh, I do think I'm more interested in A.J. Brown yards than receptions. And then nothing else really sticks out here. Everything's pretty even. Uh, but I do like uh, – again, I like Traylon Burks over. I like Devonta Smith over. Uh, and that's it. That's where we're going to be with the Philadelphia – and the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Let's move on to a less exciting game, but it's the Steelers and the Falcons. The touchdown bets in this one, I'm not sure I'm in love with it. The over-under is 43, so not a lot of scoring in this one. Uh, but you have to consider Cordero Patterson. He's probably the one guy on the Falcon side that's worth uh, a shot at a touchdown bet. And then with the Steelers, I think Najee Harris is going to play. I'm, I'm not quite sure on that. You do see Jalen Warren's up there as well. Um, so if Harris plays, I suppose he's in play for a touchdown bet. But otherwise, I kind of like the Kenny Pickett uh, passing touchdown stuff here with George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth. Keep in mind, Deontay Johnson's yet to score a touchdown. One of these weeks, he's going to get it. And you have all three Steelers options at plus 195. So Pickens, Pat, and Johnson, I think that's probably where uh, I would bet one of them is going to score, if not two. And again, remember that thing I was just mentioning about earlier with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, where if you put uh, a one unit on, on each of these guys to score, there's probably a pretty good chance that you're going to hit. And with with say say you take Pickens and you take Pat Fryermuth, uh, say we just put a unit and say it's twenty bucks, whatever. Um, if George scores, you're going to basically pay out thirty x. So to take a bet on one of these guys here feels pretty good. It's it's kind of a free bet. I would bet one of Pickens or Pat Fryermuth scores this week. So that's kind of how I'm looking at the Steelers touchdown bets. Let's look at the passing props. They have Kenny Pickett. Uh, people are hitting the under minus uh, 165 here for one and a half. I think that's interesting. And then Mariota, people are saying the over. So I do like that, but it's kind of, you know, destroyed here. Um, so not really great odds on these two. Passing yards, I don't know if I trust Pickett, but it's a good matchup at Atlanta. Uh, so maybe he hits that. I'm not sure how many times he's been over 230 yards this season here. I'll probably bet he's been 
uh, under that for the most part. But I do think Pickett at uh, 230, I, I like the passing options uh, in this game here with with Pickens and, and Pat and Deontay. So maybe uh, Pickett goes over his yards. And then let's look at the interceptions bets real quick. Um, they're saying both guys are not going to throw an interception. Interesting. I, I, I would have figured that they, they both are going to throw interceptions. So we'll see about that. I don't know if I feel strongly either way on this one. Let's look at the rushing and the receiving props. They have Cordero Patterson at 52 and a half. Uh, I believe this, I, I don't know if I want to take that. Uh, Patterson seems to find ways to get over his yardage props, but I don't know if I trust this one. Uh, Pickett, uh, Pickett for rushing, Mariota for rushing, and Algier. Probably just going to stay away from these rushing props. Uh, let's look at the receptions here. They don't have everything in here. They have the Steelers, a couple of the Steelers in here, though. So they're saying Deontay Johnson, people are destroying it for over uh, four and a half minus 155. So when I see that, that means Deontay's going to get five catches, and he's just at 55 and a half. So if, as long as he averages about 11 yards per catch, He's going to be right at his prop. So that one's interesting there, the 55 and a half along with the four and a half. They're saying over on Drake London. I, I don't know if I trust it, but uh, I do see minus 155 on two and a half catches. And then George Pickens. This one's so easy, low-hanging fruit. I think you got to take George Pickens over three and a half. And with his yards being at, I mean, look at the yard. I, I think I'm more so interested in his yards at 45 and a half than I am his receptions. So that's probably the one that I will pick. Uh, and then with Zacchaeus, whatever, Pat Frymuth, people are hitting the over four and a half and Pat's yards are 49 and a half. So uh, I think the yards are in play for both George and for Pat. Uh, and then uh, with Deontay's receptions just being destroyed to minus 155, I think his yards are in play. So I'm kind of talking myself into that Kenny Pickett uh, 229 and a half. If I'd like all these guys to get their yards, this is, you know, almost 150 of the total yards right here. So I think uh, it's going to be a good passing day for the Steelers. And again, nothing's really in here for the Falcons passing game, but we don't really trust it. I think Drake London's interesting at 33 and a half. Uh, as long as people are liking him to hit three catches, he should hit 33 and a half yards. So that's kind of where we're at for this one. But let's move on to uh, the Broncos and the Ravens. Another low scoring kind of ugly game here. The Ravens are supposed to win by nine and a half, 39 and a half total implied in this one. So maybe, maybe we get three or four touchdowns in this game. Uh, nobody's got minus odds in this game. So that's interesting as well. Uh, if there is one guy to score, it's probably Mark Anders. He had a touchdown go off his hands last weekend. So I think he's due. Uh, he would be probably the one guy that I'm, I'm willing to bet a touchdown prop uh, on this game. Of course, Gus Edwards could always find the end zone here, but we do know the Broncos are pretty good on defense. They've allowed only five rushing touchdowns all year, so it's a less than 50% chance for Gus Edwards to find the end zone. Uh, with the Ravens, where is Baltimore? Baltimore? Baltimore's allowed six rushing touchdowns, so it's not a great chance for a rushing touchdown, but I suppose it could be Gus Edwards. It could be Latavius Murray, so if you're into those guys, I think that's probably some of the safer plays there besides Mark Andrews. I, we, we can't bet on a Cortland Sutton. It feels good. It's a good matchup. We just saw Zay Jones destroy this secondary last weekend. He had game of his life uh, against the Ravens, and, and the Ravens do allow outside receivers to score. So if you're feeling Cortland Sutton at 225, I suppose it's more of a long shot in the dark. Don't bet like a full unit or anything, but uh, I do think Sutton can be uh, of interest to you. Not sure if Jared Judy's going to play, and I did see Sutton had an illness, so we're kind of watching the health of those guys. So I think this one's simple. Stick with Mark Andrews, stick with Gus and Latavius. Let's look at the passing props in this one. Um, they're saying both QBs under one and a half passing touchdowns. I like that. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think he's only got one game where he's thrown two touchdowns. So uh, I would, uh, if you want to take the Russell Wilson under, I think that's fine. 
<clears throat> it is minus 275, though, so nothing really fruitful. Uh, the passing yards, uh, both guys kind of low here. Lamar at 201.5, Russell Wilson 221.5. Again, I don't know if I trust these guys. It's not going to be the most exciting game tomorrow. And uh, interceptions, they're saying Russ is going to throw one. Lamar Jackson, though, at plus 100, I'm kind of interested in this because the Broncos secondary is really damn good. And Lamar Jackson, uh, let me see here. He's been throwing interceptions. Uh, he's only got seven on the year, uh, but you see here, he didn't throw one last weekend against Jacksonville. He threw one against Carolina, but he had a string earlier in the season where he threw one, two, three, four, five, six. He threw six interceptions in the first six games. And now he's getting a really, he's going against a really, really good secondary. So uh, I do want to look and see what the Broncos are doing. Again, one of the best teams against the quarterback here. They've gotten six interceptions on the year. Maybe this is a Lamar Jackson interception spot here. If you're feeling frisky, I think that could be kind of fun. Uh, but let's move on to the rushing and the receiving props. Again, both teams, uh, the Broncos are really stout against the run. So I think for Gus Edwards, I don't know if I trust the 55 and a half. Kenyon Drake seems to be kind of phased out of the offense now that Gus is back. So people, again, are taking that under on 20 and a half here. Lamar Jackson kind of even. Latavius Murray kind of even. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm not interested in that one. So nothing really sticking out on the rushing props for me. They don't have all the receiving props because we're waiting the health of Jerry Judy uh, and Cortland Sutton, who had the illness. Uh, I think it's likely that both are going to play, though. So we'll see about this. I don't know if I can accurately uh, give you guys any props on this because there's just not a lot in here. Mark Andrews, though, four and a half. People are liking this one and his yards at 16 and a half. So if, if Mark Andrews gets his five, six catches, he should be over that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm reading this. And again, it's it's a Mark Andrews type game. The Broncos do allow tight end points. Let me look and see what we're brewing with here. Um, where is Denver? So Denver's kind of, they're smack dab in the middle here. They've allowed three touchdowns on the year, uh, about 50, 52 catches, 520 yards. So if you put Mark Andrews against an average defense, he should have an above average game. So I like Mark Andrews the most this week. Let's move on to the Packers and the Bears. Thankfully, we're getting both Aaron Rodgers and Justin Fields in this one. So that does add some intrigue. Uh, this one, Packers picked to win on the road by three and a half, 45 total implied on this one. As far as touchdown scores, Aaron Jones is the only favorite here. He absolutely destroyed the Bears. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. It was so long ago. But week two of the season on Sunday Night Football, Aaron Jones came in, and he just had a really, really good game against the Bears. Uh, he went for 132 yards on the ground. He caught a touchdown and ran for a touchdown. So uh, I do think Aaron Jones is in play at minus 135. <clears throat> and again, the return on that. So you put a 20-piece on that. You're going to come out about 15 bucks ahead. So uh, I do like that one. That's about, you know, almost uh, 0.75 times uh, return. A.J. Dillon. Finally saw A.J. Dillon kind of look good last weekend. It's been a while since we've seen him. It's been a while since we've used him in our fantasy lineups. But he did come alive. And, again, we expect this to be a cold, kind of run the football game against the Bears defense. That's just they're missing all their best players pretty much. So uh, I think both Packers running backs are in play. You probably got to take that Justin Fields touchdown at plus 110. Uh, we just saw what Jalen Hurts did against this team, and Justin Fields' game uh, kind of applies to the same thinking here. So I think Jalen uh, Justin Fields to rush for a touchdown is good. And then the only other bear that I think you can responsibly consider betting on is David Montgomery. Again, the Packers' run defense got lit up last weekend. So it's Fields, it's Montgomery, it's Jones, it's Dylan. And then the one guy that's continuing his hot streak here is Christian Watson. He's on a three-week bender for touchdowns. Uh, what's he got? He's got six touchdowns over the last three games. 
and he's sitting here at plus 180. I think that one's kind of fun and in play as well. So that one is open for a, for a bet here. Nobody else I really trust here. Let's look at the touchdowns. Uh, let's look at the passing props. Uh, I do like Aaron Rodgers over. People are taking the under on Rodgers here, but uh, keep in mind, he's Rodgers has been turning the corner here, and I know he's dinged up right now, but let me just kind of show you. So he still has 21 passing touchdowns on the year, which is almost two per game. And uh, lately, the last couple games here against Dallas, Tennessee, and Philadelphia, these are all playoff teams, by the way, three touchdowns, two touchdowns, and two touchdowns. So I think Aaron Rodgers – over one and a half touchdowns, that seems very likely to me. We expect the Packers to score probably three or four touchdowns in this game. Probably the three is the better bet. Uh, but I do like Rodgers at one and a half. I mean, you're attaching yourself to Aaron Jones receptions. You know, you got Christian Watson, Alan Lazard. I think Romeo Dobbins might be back in this one. So that one highly intriguing. And then people are just destroying the over. I don't know why they set this at 0.5. But Justin Fields at 0.5, he's probably going to throw a touchdown. Passing yards, 229. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Rodgers, he's been, he hasn't really been over that a lot this year. It looks like one, maybe two, three, four, five times this year. So 50-50 shot on that. But uh, go with the touchdowns on Aaron Rodgers. And then as far as interceptions, um, Rodgers is probably not going to throw an interception this one, but maybe Justin Fields. But it's looking like the passing touchdowns over for Aaron Rodgers is where you want to be. Uh, let's look at the rushing props here. Aaron Jones is pretty low at 56 and a half. Let me see. Uh, the way he's been playing and the way the Packers have been using him has been uh, pretty stout. And I know the last two weeks he hasn't gotten over it, but when he gets up to 20 or so touches, he's going to hit it. So he's only hit it one, two, three, four, five times all season, but it's Chicago. The Packers should be able to run the football. So I think Jones at 56 and a half is in play. Maybe even Dylan at 37 and a half again. Uh, but I think the Packers ran for over 200 yards against the Bears back in week two. So I think both of those guys are in play. People are taking the under on, on David Montgomery because they probably expect the Bears to be playing from behind. So I think that's fine. And then people are also taking the under on Justin Fields. Maybe with that shoulder injury, he's not running as much. But I think that's very interesting. So both guys at 68 and a half and both people uh, hitting the under on that one. Let's look at the receptions here. You have, uh, we don't have everything in there. I think they're awaiting the health of Romeo Dobbs for the Packers to adjust their numbers here, but uh, people are smashing the over on Chase Claypool. He's going to be the lead receiver. Now that Darnell Mooney's out for the year at two and a half. I think that's fine. That's a low enough number to hit that. Uh, Robert Tunyon, people are taking the over on him two and a half. That could be an interesting prop as well. Uh, but otherwise you just, you have unders on Jones, on Komet, on Montgomery. Let's look at the yards real quick. Uh, Christian Watson at 47 and a half. I think that's in play for sure. Uh, Aaron Jones, 23 and a half. I, I think he's been playing pretty well. Aaron Jones, 23 and a half. He had a good game against Philadelphia, but otherwise he hasn't been over that for four straight games. Uh, but maybe Jones hits his 23 and a half. Uh, you have Lazard here. Nothing's really sticking out on the reception yard. So I think this is more so a touchdown Aaron Rodgers prop bet kind of game and you, you pick the Packers running back so uh, that's going to do it for this one and I do think Claypool at 32 and a half if he hits his three catches he should be right at that line so uh, if you're betting Bears receivers it's Claypool uh, and then take your Packers as we've discussed let's move on to I'm pretty excited about this game it's the Jags and the Lions and we're looking like a high scoring game here 51 total implied in this one so there should be upwards of six or seven touchdowns had in this game 
And uh, we got a couple guys favored to score, both running backs, Jamal Williams and Travis Etienne sitting at 145. Jamal Williams has just been a kind of a touchdown print machine right now. So I think it's fair to, to assume that he's going to score. Let me look at the touchdowns allowed here by both teams. And the, the matchup against the Lions uh, was looking really good at one point this year, but they've been kind of a pass funnel lately where they've been allowing quarterbacks to go nuts. But they've allowed 12 rushing touchdowns on the year. I think that's in play for Travis Etienne. Uh, and then you have Jacksonville here. Jacksonville only allowing eight rushing touchdowns. Um, so I do think both running backs are in play. <clears throat> as far as the receivers, though, I think this is a good spot for Amon Ross St. Brown. I do think it's a good spot for Christian Kirk. Kirk's got seven touchdowns on the year. He didn't score last weekend. He's still at eight targets. So I think if you're betting on a Jags receiver, I know everyone's going to be looking at Zay Jones, who I think is in play. But he's only got one touchdown on the year. But uh, a lot of this is windows and, and there's kind of streaks and things like that. So maybe Zay Jones is riding a hot streak here. So he's interesting at plus 170. Again, I like Amon Ra. Otherwise, I'm probably going to stay away. I, I do think DeAndre Swift is probably in play. He has been playing better. He's just not getting enough touches, but he does get high efficiency uh, and some high value touches. So I think that's in play. But again, there's going to be probably six to seven touchdowns in this game. So don't be shy to bet on some of these guys. Uh, I do like Christian Kirk at plus 115 for the Jags. Uh, let's look at the passing props. You should be interested in Trevor Lawrence because uh, boy, oh boy, the Lions, uh, they're dead last against the quarterback here. They're, they've allowed 18 passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns. So with, with Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's only sitting at one and a half here. I think I like this because uh, let's take a look at Trevor Lawrence. I want to see how many times he's been over. I want to see how many times he's been over his one and a half prop. Um, Trevor Lawrence. So he's got 16 passing touchdowns on the year. He has thrown three against Baltimore, two against Kansas City. So he's starting to find a groove. Uh, he had a stretch earlier in the year, weeks two through four, where he hit two, three, and two. Um, so potentially here, he's got another spot where he hits another two piece. So I like Lawrence. Uh, at one and a half over passing yards. I'm probably going to take the Lords over 253 as well. Uh, he's been over that for two straight games here, and he's been playing pretty well for the most part of this season. So I think Lawrence in the passing game with Jacksonville is probably where I want to be. Interceptions, I don't know if I feel strongly either way, but they're expecting both quarterbacks to throw a pick. Uh, kind of fun there. Let's look at the rushing and the receiving props. Uh, rushing numbers, they got Swift at 21 and a half. I'm not sure if I trust that. Jamal Williams, 56 and a half. That seems to be fair. Uh, but nobody's like, there's no odds here that stick out. I do like ETN, but again, he's got that foot injury that could always have a, a risk for re-injury. So I'm probably going to stay away from this for the most part. Uh, but I do, I like Trevor Lawrence, 14 and a half over. Uh, he, he only had one rushing yard last week, but the three weeks before that, he was over. And we do see... Uh, on the numbers here, the Lions have allowed 500 rushing yards to quarterback. So uh, it is a soft spot of their defense. I think Lawrence could maybe scramble once or twice and pick up that 14 and a half pretty easily. Um, looking at the receptions, they got Christian Kirk under five and a half here. Um, they have people are smashing the under on that. People are also smashing the under on DeAndre Swift, three and a half. People are smashing the under on DJ Chark. Uh, people are taking the over on Evan Ingram. That's interesting. And then people are taking the under on Zay Jones. Let me let's look at Zay Jones here. Again, this is a really good matchup for the Jags passing game. And lately, Zay Jones, man, he had 11 receptions last week, eight, five. I, I think I'm buying into Zay Jones hype here. And he just needs five catches. And, and that seems pretty low at plus 110. I think that's in play. And his yards are at 50 and a half the last three games. He's had 145 and 68. He's been over this number one, two, three, 
four or five times this year. So Zay Jones probably a, a pretty good chance to hit his over there. But I like his receptions a little more. Uh, you got to take the Amon Ross St. Brown six and a half. I know it's minus 150, but that's pretty good value. Uh, he's going to hit that. He's been over. I think he's averaging seven or eight catches per game. So uh, the receptions there that we like, that's good there. And then let's look at the yards. I think Christian Kirk at 16 and a half is kind of low. Again, he didn't have a great game last weekend. He came through in that final drive for the Jags. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm probably interested in his over as well. Uh, and then you do have, um, let's see here. Nothing else really sticks out. I suppose Evan Ingram, but I, he's been hard to trust lately. ETN at 13 and a half. Let me look at ETN real quick. Because if, if you tell me ETN's going to be healthy and play this full game, I think he's going to hit that 13 and a half. Again, last weekend, he just didn't get anything going early. Uh, and then he's been over that the last two weeks. So I think ETN, that's kind of low-hanging fruit there. 13 and a half, as long as he gets his two, three catches, uh, I'm feeling good about that. But people are taking the under on ETN two and a half, which is weird. Uh, he's been kind of averaging two. He's never had more than three catches in a game, so I guess I get it. But uh, that's the Jags and the Lions. Let's move on to... The Browns and the Texans, this one's an interesting game here. Deshaun Watson returning to Houston. As far as touchdowns, I think you should probably slap Nick Chubb here. Uh, the Browns, one of the worst teams against the running back. Let me show you. They rank uh, 30th here. They've allowed 13 rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns, so 16 total TDs to the RB position. So Nick Chubb looking pretty good here, and we expect the Browns to control this game. So I like that a lot. The only guy I trust from, and it's barely any trust, but the only guy I like, if you're going to bet a touchdown on the Houston side, it's going to be Damian Pierce. I know he's been kind of struggling the last two games, uh, but the Texans have really struggled the last two games here. So I think uh, Damian Pierce, if, if you're interested in it, minus 105, I think I can see it. And then with the absence of David Njoku, uh, I, th I think it's pretty fair to assume Amari Cooper is going to be uh, busy in this one. So we'll take Cooper. Uh, but I just want to advise the Texans, because they're so bad at stopping the run, they are pretty good against quarterbacks. They've only allowed 10 passing touchdowns all year. That's less than one per game here. So it's not a great spot for Deshaun Watson in his first game back. Uh, it's probably going to be a big Nick Chubb game. So we'll stick with Chubb, Amari Cooper. Those are the only Browns I feel comfortable with. And then maybe Damian Pierce. The passing props here, I think I'm think I'm going to take the under on Deshaun Watson, one and a half. Again, the Texans, the numbers are in our favor. They allow less than one passing touchdown per game. So we'll give Deshaun Watson one in his first game back. But I think the one and a half, I'll probably take the under on this one. And then Kyle Allen, I just don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to mess with this. People are destroying the under here. That's probably the safe play. Uh, they don't have yards in here yet for Watson. And I don't really, we'll probably take a Kyle Allen interception in this one. Let's look at the rushing yards. Uh, I want to take Nick, Nick Chubb's going to go over hundred yards tomorrow. He can do that on maybe 15 to 20 carries. So take Nick Chubb over 94 and a half. Uh, Damian Pierce, again, He's the only part of the offense that I think is worth a look at. Maybe Nico Collins can be talked about, but again, the Browns are so bad against the run. If, as long as the Texans can establish him early and maybe put up a touchdown in the first quarter, I think that's a low enough number for Damian Pierce. He has been, he's, he's been one of the better running backs all season. So as long as he gets his touches early, he should be fine. Uh, but otherwise I'll stay away from this. Just go with Nick Chubb. Uh, let's look at the receptions. They do not have everything in here, but people are, I like the Amari Cooper over four and a half. I think that's pretty low. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones here, people are taking the under three and a half. Uh, and then I do like Nico Collins because we saw that Brandon Cooks was ruled out. So Nico Collins will be the lead receiver for Houston in a game where we're expecting them to throw the ball uh, again in this one in the second half. So I think Nico Collins, Amari Cooper, those are the overs 
for receptions that I like. Let me tap those. And then looking at the yards, uh, we'll, we'll probably go with Amari Cooper over. That seems pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Donovan Peoples-Jones at about 50 yards. He only needs two or three catches to do that. And people, uh, Peoples-Jones is at three and a half reception. So if he hits his three or four, he's going to be right there. And with Deshaun Watson and the deep ball back, uh, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, and then basically Nico Collins. This is not a fun game. Uh, we'll move on to uh, let's hopefully get another fun game on the slate. The Jets and the Vikings. I don't know if this is going to be a super sexy fantasy game here. I like the Jets defense a lot. Uh, but as far as touchdowns, we're looking at Dalvin Cook. I do think that's probably the one spot the Jets defense does allow points to. Uh, let me see here. They've allowed five rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown to RBs all season. Uh, against QB, though, the Jets uh, have only allowed 10 passing touchdowns. So, again, that's just like Houston. That's less than one passing touchdown per game. They have 12 interceptions, so it might be a good idea to look at Kirk Cousins' interceptions. Uh, but otherwise, stick with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I think those guys are probably the safe plays here. And then the sleeper, the sleeper is going to be TJ Hawkinson touchdown because uh, of all the Jets numbers here, they haven't allowed a touchdown to the tight end all season. So I know it's like going against the grain, but they might be due here to get their first touchdown let up on the board. Um, so I'm kind of open to TJ Hawkinson. And then as far as the Jets, I don't know what to do with this Jets backfield. I'm assuming James Robinson's going to be active, but I don't trust it. Uh, Zonovan Knight's been kind of the hot pickup of the week. Uh, but if I'm betting a Jets touchdown, I'll just go with Garrett Wilson and call that one good. The passing props here. I like Mike White over one and a half passing touchdowns. The the Vikings defense is not great, guys. I, th I think the Vikings might be in a tough spot in this one. Their points allowed to quarterback. They've allowed 16 touchdowns to QBs on the year. They, they do have 10 interceptions, which is nice. But this is a good spot for Mike White. They've actually allowed the most passing yards to quarterbacks in the league here. So very good spot for our Minnesota Vikings um, or for the Jets passing attack. Yards, I don't know if I feel great either way, but Mike White, 257.5 if you're interested. Uh, I'll probably take the under on Kirk Cousins, 1.5 passing touchdowns. And then uh, interceptions, I think I'm going to take Kirk Cousins to throw an interception tomorrow. Again, the Jets basically averaging one interception per game. I think it's a good spot uh, for the interceptions. Or I'm going to take the over on, on Kirk Cousins here, uh, half an interception. Let's take a peek at the rushing receiving props. Again, I... I I don't like the Vikings going against its Jets defense. I think they're in kind of for some tough sledding, but I suppose 68 and a half for Cook is decent. As far as receptions go, people are liking Garrett Wilson over his total of four and a half. Uh, Justin Jefferson, people are taking the under on him, and I think I'm fine with that. People are liking, and again, just because the matchup's so bad on the outside for Jefferson and Thielen, I think Hawkinson could be a busy struggle target for Kirk Cousins. So that does make sense to me. People also taking the over on Dalvin Cook in the under on Adam Thielen. So uh, that's kind of it on this one. As far as yardage goes, nothing really sticks out. Um, again, I, I expect the Vikings to struggle passing the football. I, I do like Garrett Wilson at 58 and a half. So I think we'll stick with that. Uh, but let's keep it moving. We got to pick up the pace here. Uh, Washington Giants, I think uh, as far as touchdowns go, it's Saquon Barkley and Brian Robinson. That's about it. I do like Terry McLaurin in this one, but He's never really been a solid touchdown bet, so we'll look at his yards and receptions. And that's pretty much it. I don't really feel like gambling on McLaurin, Gibson, Daniel Jones, Slayton. Just stick with the running backs in this one. I think Brian Robinson uh, could be busy because we saw that uh, Antonio Gibson was banged up with a foot injury in practice. So we'll see if it's more of a Brian Robinson type day. I don't really care for the passing props in this one. Let's just go right to the rushing numbers. Uh, I do like Brian Robinson over 61 and a half. 
the receptions. Uh, I love Terry McLaurin over four and a half. I think Terry McLaurin, his yards and his receptions in this one is probably where you want to be. And that's really it. I'm not super excited about this game. I think it's not going to have a lot of touchdowns. It's Brian Robinson and Saquon Barkley. Uh, and those are probably the only guys that I'm interested in uh, as long as, as well as Terry McLaurin. Uh, what's next here? Uh, we'll cover the Seahawks Rams quickly. I don't want to put any bets on the Rams side. Take the Kenneth Walker touchdown. The dude's been a touchdown machine this year at minus 145. I think I'm going to put that on the prop bet list. Uh, you put a 20 piece on that, it's going to pay out almost 14 bucks. Uh, and then DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Again, uh, if you missed the show earlier, essentially when you see two receivers on the same team and they're plus odds to score a touchdown, uh, you take you take each guy separately. If DK scores, it's going to pay out uh, on a $20 bet. It's going to pay out 46 and if Lockett scores, it's going to pay out 48. So as long as one of them scores, you're going to profit. If both score, then you hit the big, the, you know, the big profit. So I think that's a fun play here. I'm not putting a Rams bet on the touchdowns. Uh, and then just because this game could get out of hand, I don't know if I trust uh, a lot of the numbers here. So I think it's just a touchdown type of uh, type of day for these guys, and we'll stay away from this game. Not uh, not an exciting game by any means. Another, we got some exciting games though to finish the show. We have the Dolphins and we have the 49ers here. A lot of touchdowns expected in this one. McCaffrey at minus 160, always in play. Uh, lately, the Dolphins have not been good against the tight end position. So I think George Kittle could find himself. Uh, you see Miami here allowing seven touchdowns on the season. So I think you have to be interested in George Kittle uh, and the Dolphins secondary as well. Um, they have allowed just allowed eight touchdowns to receivers all year here. So I think it's kind of a gamble on Ayuk or Samuel, but I think that's kind of where you're at. And pick one of these four guys here. I do like Kittle at plus 140. And then on the Dolphins side, I think the fact that we can get Tyree Kill at plus 120 is interesting. And then same thing with Jalen Waddle. So those are the guys I trust here. Jeff Wilson kind of falling out of our trust last weekend, but uh, I, I do expect him to play well. Uh, but let's look at the, the passing props real quick. Both guys expected to throw over two touchdowns. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, probably the guy I trust more to throw over one and a half. Um, and then uh, let's look at the rushing receiving numbers real quick. Uh, McCaffrey, we don't trust him to get the volume of touches that he's gotten in Carolina. So we'll stay away from the rushing props in this one. And I think this game's going to go more throw uh, more through the air. Uh, Tyree Killer, people are smashing his six and a half. They have him at 88 and a half. So that's why I kind of just like his touchdown because he's going to be busy in this one. Uh, people are taking the under on Jalen Waddle. I think that might be uh, a mistake here. Five and a half seems pretty low, uh, as well as his yards at 64 and a half. So <clears throat> that's about it. They don't have everything in here yet, <clears throat> but I do think George Kittle, 44 and a half, is in play. Uh, and that's about it on this one. So fun game. And again, I know I'm kind of being vague here. I'm trying to just speed it up. We're about or a little over 34 minutes now. So I kind of want to pick up the pace and finish up with our favorite games here. The Bengals and the Chiefs, probably the game of the day. Uh, touchdowns abound in this one. 52 and a half total yards. Take your Kelsey. I think Mixon's going to play. So he's in play for sure. And then with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, uh, I think the likelihood of one of them scoring is pretty good. Uh, I, I think T. Higgins is the hot hand. So I, I'm interested there. And then Jamar Chase, always a, a chance to score a touchdown in this one. So I like him as well. Uh, and then Isaiah Pacheco, man, he's the lead back. I think that's probably these are the top five guys that I would pick for scoring a touchdown uh, in this one. And then let's take a quick peek at the passing props because we like both QBs. Um, take, I mean, people are destroying Joe Burrow over one and a half. Again, this is going to be a passing type game. I'm kind of interested in the Patrick Mahomes though, two and a half. 
Uh, people are, you know, hitting the under here, but I think Mahomes over two and a half could be kind of fun. Uh, passing yards, both guys expected to throw for almost over 300 yards. So let's look at the the numbers here. I don't care for the rushing props in this game with these two quarterbacks, but the receptions. Uh, people are taking Juju over. They're taking MBS over. Noah Gray over and Tyler Boyd over, which seems weird. At three catches, I think I would take Tyler Boyd on the under. Uh, people also taking the under on Jamar Chase uh, and taking the under on T. Higgins, which I think is a mistake. I think I'm going to take Higgins to hit six catches. Um, so I like Higgins here. And then the yardage totals, they have Jamar Chase at 73 and a half. And the fact that they have T. Higgins at 65 and a half, I think is a mistake. So I, I'm leaning into T. Higgins again in this one. I think you want to you want to take the bets on him. Uh, over Jamar Chase this weekend. Again, it's Chase's first game back. He might be a distraction and could open things up for T. Higgins. And again, he's been playing. Higgins has been playing great ball the last two weeks. So I think you continue to ride Higgins. Uh, of course, Travis Kelsey always in play as well. But super fun game. I think you stick with the passing in this one. Uh, and hopefully we get a lot of touchdowns uh, on both sides of the ball. And then our final game here, the Chargers and the Raiders. Uh, fun game here. I think you got to take both running backs to score a touchdown. The Chargers are the worst rushing defense in the league. So Eckler and Jacobs both in play, and they really like Devontae Adams in this one. So I think those are the top three guys to score a touchdown. Uh, outside of Eckler, the Chargers are just kind of spraying prey with their touchdowns. So I think it's a little bit hard to bet on. Uh, but I'm going to take Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think Derek Carr's in play too, but Josh Jacobs is playing too well for me to trust it. Uh, I do like Herbert over 287 again in this one. Uh, interceptions, I suppose. Uh, both guys could throw one here. Uh, people are taking the under on Herbert, but taking the over on Carr for interceptions. And then let's finish up with the receiving numbers here. Uh, go ahead and take Josh Jacobs over his 90 and a half. Again, he, that's, that's a high number, but he's been playing so damn well. And then reception totals. Uh, they're taking the over on Jacobs, and then everything else people are hitting the under on here. So Eckler at six and a half, under. Devontae, seven and a half, that's too high, under. People are taking the under on Moreau. It's a good game for it's a good spot for Foster Moreau actually. So his yardage prop, I think I, I like that. He's been over thirty some yards for every game this season. So Moreau is definitely in play with his yards. Uh, I do think Keenan Allen at sixty four and a half is in play, uh, and then Eckler at forty five and a half. As long as he gets his five six catches, I think that's in play. Uh, but for most part, I like the touchdown bets, and I like Justin Herbert in this game here. So uh, Palmer. Gerald Everett, DeAndre Carter, Keenan Allen. I, there's just too many names here for me to trust who's going to be the guy. So I think I'm going to stick with the touchdowns in this one. But uh, that's going to do it. I don't cover the Sunday night football game and everything because we're not really quite sure what's all going to happen. But uh, I'm going to upload my favorite props here on the fantasyfellowship.com. So come back and check with that uh, later in the day. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. There's some good college football on today. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, either in the live stream tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time, or we'll see you tomorrow morning. So uh, have a good one. Peace. Mm -hmm.